Hello, hello, hello. Hello. My name is Robert. My name is Michael. And welcome to the On The Movie Front Podcast, episode 18. Go ahead. Say it, Mike. Yeah, you know you want to say it. Lucky number 18. What, oh. do I, what, what do you want me to say? I thought you wanted to name this episode. Oh, I, would name, I wanted to name this episode Super Great. G-R with the 8 for the movie Super 8. But then, but it's 18. How would that work out? Super great teen. There we go. <laughs> Super great teen. Yes, we are very excited because we saw Super 8, and we have a lot to talk about about Super 8. I think so. I don't know. Is there a lot to talk about Super 8? We'll find out very we'll shortly. We'll find out. Anyway, we're going to... I don't know. Again, we were kind of stumped with things to talk about this episode. And don't tell them. They don't need to know that. Okay, but I'm going <laughs> to tell them anyway. Okay. This is like the, the behind-the-scenes... Look, right here. So we didn't know what to talk about, but, you know, Sheen and I, we, we banged our heads together, and we thought of some interesting new topics that we're going to get to a little bit later on, where we have, uh, we're going to talk about action movies, Ooh. somewhat. So not too in-depth, because there's going to be a segment that we can revisit from time to time, and then we're also going to have, uh, oh, Sheen just thought of something I thought pretty hilarious earlier today, where we, we pick a character from a movie and they pretty much fight to the death, and we would talk about, or we would argue who would win that yeah. fight. We'll explain that a little bit better right. later on. But for now, we're going to start. Super 8. 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, When eight. did you see this movie, Michael? I saw this movie Friday at around 1.45 p.m. <laughs> around. <laughs> somewhere, exactly around somewhere around the 1.45 exactly mark. Well, no, that's when it was supposed to start, and then obviously the previews. Which I feel never don't start out on time anymore. They like they're start little, like one forty seven. They're a little late, right? I wanted a good fifteen minute of previews. I wanted to start promptly. One forty and it used to. Right. I don't know what they're doing now. Maybe maybe it's just our theater though. Maybe it could be. It could be. It could be just us. Okay. Anyway, Super Eight, the J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg collaboration of masterminds of sci-fi thriller, kids running around. I think I just gave away the entire movie. Oh, wait, we're going to spoiler this movie, right? Yeah, we have to spoiler to, this movie. We're going to talk in-depth about this movie. In-depth. This is our... First, let's, let's give a little we'll give a little tidbit before we move into spoilers. I love tidbits. Um, and we won't even cover the plot, <clears throat> because that'll be in the spoiler section. Uh, but let's just say, uh, overall, I, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. It was uh, well-paced, well-acted, and I thought uh, very interestingly directed. Uh, it definitely was a throwback to those old movies like E.T. and Goonies. And uh, it was kind of a, a mesh of all those old school movies like that. Yeah. Correct. I'm sorry. I wasn't really paying attention. That's okay. Because I'm a little worried what I'm going to give this movie. I also like this movie a lot. Uh, I feel like in a, in a summertime of sequels, just having an original film in its own right is a, is a triumph. Right. And having a successful one... I thought it was successful. It only made you know 37 million opening weekend, which is fine. But you know, I thought it was very good. And yes, it was kind of like paying tribute to the old, uh, the old kind of sci-fi-ish films that Spielberg did, kind of like E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And yeah, yes, yeah. It, it had that feel to it. But then it had a, it was it was, a, it was a, I thought it was a little edgier, a little darker than those films. You know, it was rated PG-13. And uh, there, there, I'm not gonna lie. There were a couple of jumpy, scary moments that, if uh, you know, if, if if you're hearing, if you're a parent and you're hearing that, oh, th- people are comparing this to E.T. It's not E.T. You know, it's rated PG-13. Uh, don't bring all your little kids to this movie because they might get scared at a couple, a couple parts. I mean, I jumped once. I jumped once in the in, during the film. 
I don't know if you jumped at all. Mike. I did. I jumped probably at the same time. as very early on in the. Yeah, yeah, I jumped. It, I it didn't expect very, it to be exactly. It was just so unexpected because usually uh, a couple moments in this film they have that you know that suspense where like it gets really quiet and the music kind of builds up, so you can expect it. But this one time, it just like boom out of nowhere, and I'm like, whoa, that kind of scared yeah. me. Um, so all right, so let's get right in, right on into spoilers. Are we going to spoil? We are going to spoil. Okay, ready? Guess what happens at the end, guys? Dun dun dun. What happens at the end? The alien goes home. E.T. goes home. <laughs> <laughs> the extraterrestrial goes back to e. his home. E.T. We should call this... They should They should have named the alien. Did they name the alien? No. I think we should name this alien. Okay. Super 8 alien. Uh, that's kind of a lame name. <sighs> the Aidenator. <laughs> Let's call him that. I can't even say that, so I don't know. Alright, we'll just call him alien, I guess. Uh, do you want to give this plot... Breakdown is that what we call them now? Plot breakdown. This plot is kind of complicated to 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 actually go on, but well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. All right. So what happens is like, simply. So we have these group of kids who are all friends, and they're making a monster movie, a zombie movie, and um, so they're out one night shooting a scene at at the at the railroad station, and uh, the train comes by, and they're like, oh, let's get good production value and let's film, you know, while the train's going by. So then this truck drives onto the tracks and crashes and the train blows up and something escapes. You don't really see that something escapes, but you kind of know it if you had seen any preview before watching this movie. You knew that something was going to escape this train. So then as uh, the kids go on, they find out weird things are happening in the town. And the main star, the main kid, his father is the, the deputy in town who kind of becomes the sheriff once the sheriff disappears. And so he's kind of taking it upon himself to like try and figure out and talk to the military who's come in to clean up the train wreck uh, about what's going on. <clears throat> so there's a lot of converging storylines, um, but basically the movie goes on and, and this alien, which you find out that it is, is kidnapping people and, and making dogs run away and causing weird electrical out power outages throughout the town and, and stealing microwaves and all sorts of crazy things. And uh, you have no idea why. And so the kids, you know, they're kind of interested in it, but they're more interested in finishing their zombie movie. And they're, you know, they're really not too concerned about it until the alien kidnaps one of the kids, the girl played by... Um, Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning. <clears throat> Is that any relation to the yes. Dakota Fanning? Okay. Her younger sister, I assume? Yes. So, once she gets kidnapped, then the main character, whose name is... Real name? Or no, in the, in the name. film. Oh, Joe Lamb. Joe. So he takes it upon himself to uh, to rally the troops and go after her, and uh, because they're in love, because they good have old adolescent some, love. Yes, he he likes her because she kissed his neck in zombie makeup. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and so I'll continue by spoil. This is even more spoilers. So you know, once he finds her down in in the alien's lair, uh, he saves her. <laughs> And then he touches the alien, and he and he relays the message to the alien that you know, you just uh, bad things happen in life. As I think he even says, shit happens in life, and you just gotta you know accept it and keep moving on. You can stay where you are and, and be mad about it, or you can just move forward. And then the alien leaves. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically the plot. Now in within that plot, there are a lot of converging storylines. Uh, the storyline between Joe and his father, the deputy. <clears throat> about how their mother was killed um, like a year before 
or a steel incident. A, a steel, steel incident. Mill, yeah. And Elle Fanning's father was the person who actually. I think her 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 actor's name is Alice in the film. Alice. Right? Oh, yeah, sure. Alice's father uh, yeah, Alice. was supposed to be working that day at, at the steel mill, and uh, he was drunk and didn't go to work, and so she had to cover the shift, and that's when the accident happened, and she died. So they're for the kids are forbidden from seeing each other. The fathers hate each other. You know, obviously the deputy blames um, Alice's father for killing his wife. It's not like he actually murdered her, but just blames her for the death. Um, you also Did you get a sense of signs with that storyline. I didn't, but now that you say it, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally like like just to throw in the whole alien aspect too. But yeah, the whole like you know redemption or just like forgiveness and you know what Mel Gibson and how his wife died because of the uh, yeah the character. Ah, I totally see that now. That's right? really That's interesting. pretty cool, huh? So then. <laughs> What are some other converging storylines? Just the the, well, the, just, uh, the kids, how yeah, they're the, trying to make the, their zombies. The one guy, the one kid, I think his name is Charles, the fat kid. Yeah. You know, his, just his storyline is he just wants this damn movie to be made. You know, he wants to enter it into a festival to compete against. And, you know, he's, he's, he's very uh, motivated, and it's kind of cool because, like, I wish I was like that when I was 12 years old. That's right. I, that I, I wish I was <clears throat> wanting to make, make movies and stuff like that instead of playing video games. Um, so that's pretty cool. And, you know, it's really cool that he has his close group of friends to, to help him out. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that that semi like he asked Alice because he liked her. Then you don't really know that until later on, and after Alice starts liking uh, Joe, and so it's kind of like you know, it's 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 almost like the friendship. These like five boys and right. like, the one girl, they, you know, they're they're a tight group. They do everything together, even when they were like you know running away from the train, uh, the train crash, like everything. They were just sticking together, almost like a Stand by Me, like a coming of age, you know, group, you know, buddy, right, right, buddy filmish type. And, uh, so that was interesting. That was his story. Yeah, Joe, Joe's story with, uh, the main, the main kid, you know, he likes Alice, and he's trying to just, like, cope with the loss of his mom, and then, you know, because of the mom's passing, um, him and his father, who's a deputy, like you said, they have a pretty broken relationship at home. He doesn't really know, right. you know, the father doesn't know how to cope with it as well, and he's just, right. and he's like, you know, the, I'm, I'm responsible for a whole town, but, like, you know, you just see it in the, in Joe's eyes, like, what about me, though, you know, you're, you're supposed to protect me first, type yeah. of thing, and uh, yeah. So, it was, so then it was we also we also have the the, the fact that the you know where did this alien come from? Mm -hmm. There's also these bunch of like tiny little cubes that uh, were on the train along with the the alien, and we come to find out that it's actually his ship like broken down into like a million pieces. But that was interesting. I so we see all this military stuff uh, and how they experimented with this alien right. and. And, you know, why the teacher, who was the person who drove this vehicle into the train, crashed it, you know, why he did that. And and it's just, like, there's so much story right. <laughs> in this movie. It gets a little confusing at times, because it's like, you're trying to figure out, as an audience member, what you're really supposed to be paying attention to. Mm -hmm. But yet, you kind of throw all that aside and just follow the ride. You follow Joe, just go right. through this all. Yeah, because... Like a kid would. Like, he wouldn't pay attention, you know, like, yeah, it sucks his relationship with his father, but it's like, he doesn't have time to think about that. He's got to go save Alice. You know, he's got to make the movie. He's got to go have fun, you know. He just goes, and that's just essentially how the movie is. And it's like, if you take any of these storylines individually outside of the movie, they're all kind of disjointed, and none of them really come to a full conclusion, per se. But in the movie, they just kind of work as this bizarre symphony, <laughs> Uh, all making different notes to just kind of make this very cohesive movie, and it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, because, uh, yeah, it, it kind of just, like, it works its way out, especially in the first, like, 15, 20 minutes, and with the with the train 
crash, which by the way was an awesome crash. Yeah. I thought the special effects for this was phenomenal. Was for this Stanley, crash, like, yeah. oh man, it was, it was awesome. And, and when I when I uh, read that you know the, the budget was only forty five fifty million dollars, I'm like, that's it. You know, I, I expected this uh, to be a lot yeah, more with crazy. a JJ and a Spielberg production. But yeah, I mean, I feel like yeah, they opened it up and they created all these you know mysteries to the watcher to the viewer and you're just like yeah you know wh- why is this happening what's going on here and it, it does unfold kind of slowly but with the, with the right pace to keep you involved keep you suspensed while you know tr- kind of answering the questions yeah and um I, I mean I felt like they did a good job with that uh, I really liked the child uh, actors and I think we, they were know, we, so good we, we, we talked that we're not a big fan of child actors because we sometimes we feel yeah. like but it was just like these children were just being kids yeah I, I hate it when you have Dakota Fanning when she's little and talking like a damn 30 year old it freaks me out you know I want <laughs> I want my kids to act like kids in movies and that's what they did you know they had I thought yeah like going into that a little bit more like Joe's character he wasn't he didn't say much mm-hmm. he was a very quiet kid you know but you just got this sense of you know he's just just trying to keep his head above the water and just do what he can as a kid right, <laughs> it's like exactly. just he can't doesn't have any control and he just goes along doing yeah, what he and does I, I actually really like that scene uh at the the restaurant with him and his dad and his dad's like you know you're gonna go to this camp you know play some ball you know yeah. throw, throw a ball stop making movies with your friends you know type of thing and he's just like but i, I gotta finish the movie it's just like I, I really like that scene a lot because it, I mean I think uh, I mean a lot of us has been through that you know whether yeah. you want to spend your summer you know doing something you want to do or you know hanging out with other kids meeting new kids doing camp or not you know it's it's a it's a whole it's a whole lot of things and yeah like uh like the father says like you know we both need this like yeah. you know they just <clears throat> needed some time off from everything from the world uh, I thought that was really interesting as well and I I, I like the I like the father in the movie I thought he he did a pretty he good did job. a really good job I liked it for for what it was I mean. The movie was more just about the yeah. kids. There was a good like, portion of the film where he's just like missing, <laughs> kidnapped. <laughs> well, whatever by the, he is by the in it, yeah, you know, I, I felt I felt the connection between him and his son. Absolutely, least, yeah. uh, that was that was a very good storyline. And uh, let's see what else. Dogs they ran away. The dogs did run away. It was I'm pretty. Confused. Why did the dogs run away? I don't know. We didn't really find out a specific reason. I'm guessing they were just scared of the alien. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah, he probably emitted some bizarre sound that made the dogs run away. <laughs> <laughs> that that is interesting. And um, let's see what else. I liked it how okay it was set in t- uh, 1979, so they had a lot of you know period things there. You know they had and the, they did a really good job. What with are they? That. They were doing the My Sharona. I think they were singing yeah, that the kids were singing that. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And the uh, the Walkman is like, hey, you know this new Walkman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. There was some like and of really course the Super Eight camera they were using. Uh, so yeah, they had that. They, I think they had the style, and you know, Definitely. their research done pretty well with that. I uh, I enjoyed all those little little trivia things. Absolutely, yeah. Here and there, and it feels like you know, it feels like you know, JJ or Spielberg themselves. Like, like this is what we did as kids. You know, we we had our Super Eight cameras, and we tried to make our own little yeah. low budget, do it yourself type of film, and uh, just showing us kind of how it, it comes about, and, and uh, you know, just taking their imagination wild with this one. Now, I, I had read, like, a, an article uh, interviewing J.J. Abrams talking about, you know, like, how much influence did Steven Spielberg have on the film? Like, because he was a producer, but, you know, sometimes people just, like, put their name, hand some money over, and just run away. But apparently Steven Spielberg had a lot, you know, he was there through uh, the third quarter, I get, um, yeah, like, basically, I'm sorry, third quarter. Does that make sense? Not a, I, don't I don't know, know. what you're saying. <laughs> the third portion of the filmmaking process toward the end where, okay. you know, he came in 
and uh, they were still filming, and he, he gave his input. But then during the whole, like almost all the editing process, he sat in the room with JJ and was like, you know, let's like let's see, like you know, why are you keeping this and, and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool to see that like this Spielberg had a big influence on the movie. If you're sitting in that editing room, there's no way you know you have choices. He's like, why this should enter the film? You know, maybe you should do this. But J.J. Abrams also talked about how in this film uh, he uses a lot of lens flares. What that basically means is like when you're looking at the camera, um, <clears throat> any kind of light, like a, a street light or any light, like you know when it it hits the camera, sometimes it creates a flare, a, a long beam of light that goes across the whole screen. And J.J. Abrams specifically keeps those in because you can do editing processes to get them out or reshoot scenes at a different focus to make sure it's not there but he kept it in to kind of like even create this older look to it and he felt like it it did something very visual for the movie and made it you know more his look and i thought that was really interesting they did kind of bother me at some points and that that's just me as like you know a filmmaker myself like i'm always like wow there's a excessive amount of lens flares in this film you know but you do get used to it, and you kind of just zone them out eventually. So it's just interesting to like notice and mm -hmm. think about kind of behind-the-scene things, you know? That is interesting, yeah. Uh, one question, Mike, because this is something that maybe I felt fell a little short with the film. Um, kind of the whole... <laughs> the part where uh, Joe does save Alice and everything like that. From that point on, where Joe kind of has his confrontation with the alien. Yeah. Like, like I feel like... The bulk of the movie, the majority of it, you know, did a very good job at uh, showing us and displaying the relationships between the characters, whether it was family-based or friend-based. But then when they kind of threw it threw in the aliens' relationship with you know the world and what he's just trying to do, he's just trying to get home. We find out, uh, you know, you know, just uh, the the military has been very cruel. They've just been keeping him away from trying to get back home. Right. Uh, so. I mean, I, I, I get in the movie we're supposed to sympathize with the alien and we're supposed to say, you know, please go, almost like an E.T., like, you know, he has to go home. He wants to go home. Like, the kids want to help him kind of go home, but they can't do much. Like, I don't know. I didn't really feel that, honestly. I felt like, I felt like the conclusion when the alien leaves, like, I thought I could have been, like, even more touched than I was at the time. I was just like, okay, so he's gone. That's it, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I disagree with you. I felt very touched, and I think it had to do more so... Like yes, they try and like establish this. You know, the alien is trying to get home. He's just he's just as scared as they are of him. They, then they try to lay the groundwork for. But for me, it's more about the fact that and like he has his final line when he the aliens like picking him up like you know, and he's just he's essentially making an analogy to hit the fact that he's lost his mother. It's like you know you can sit around and be pissed at the world for what happened, and he's he's talking more specifically about his father and how his father was dealing with it. Mm -hmm. You know you can sit there and be pissed at, at, at everything that's happened to you, or you can move on. I, I know that's not the exact line he says, and it's that realization on behalf of the alien who is kind of representing the audience that's saying like, wow, you know that that's an amazing thing for a, for a kid to say, like you know he did, he lost his mother and how devastating that is and it's like I'm sure he must have been going through all that pain and anguish but it's just like you know he makes that that connection and I was just so in awe of that that you know I just see this this alien like going away was in a, a sense like his mother going up to heaven like he's just 
letting her go. Mm-hmm. And you know, and they yeah, especially when he let go of the uh, the bracelet, right? The, bra- yeah, the, the, the bracelet, yeah, the bracelet, yeah, whatever that was. Th- that yeah. definitely like made the point in your face. Mm-hmm. But like for me, I didn't need to see that. Like right. I, it, I just could have seen the alien and gotten the same thing. But you know, sometimes obviously they need to make the point a little bit more clear. And that was that that touched me too. Yeah, like you see this necklace guy and he's just holding onto it. Like I know I should let go, but I don't want to. And then he does, and it it goes there and. Yeah, definitely. The the movie had a lot of touching uh, and sensitive moments, you know, with you know when he's watching the the the, the tape play over of his mom, yeah. all the videos, all the home videos when he was a child, and that really got to me. I'm just like, oh yeah. my god, this is happening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was that was intense to watch. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I was very very pleased with the film. It uh, it didn't meet my expectations. I was excited to. And I never knew where in. the we never really under- knew where the film was going. Like I didn't understand. I didn't like. I couldn't predict what was going to happen next. I thought those people were all dead when they were taken by the alien. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew that that Alice couldn't have been dead, mm-hmm. but I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. I was just thinking, well, oh, maybe because she's a kid, like the alien will kill her. Like that was my only reasoning until they get down there and all the people are just hanging from like a, a web of sorts Something, that yeah. he made out of like wires, and they're all fine. They're just like knocked out. I thought that was <laughs> the, my my favorite scene in the movie, though. It, it, probably because it was very comedic and scary at the same time. Is these kids are on the, locked in the back of the bus because the military police find them when they broke it back into the school to watch the video camera from the teacher who had crashed into the trail, the truck, uh, the train. I had to explain all that to, to get to my point. <laughs> that was very long-winded of me. Um, and now I don't know where I was going. Oh, no. So. Kids. They're in the back of the bus. They're in the back of the bus, and they're like locked in this like military type bus, but it looks just like kind of like a normal school bus. And the alien attacks them, and the military are in the front, and the alien like knocks the bus over, and the kids are like screaming, and the one kid just pukes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just cracking up hysterical because like it's so like obviously if you're a kid and scared out of your mind, you do one of two things: you puke or pee yourself. <laughs> and then the, just watching them like get out of there and like run for their lives, it was it was very comical and like yet scary as hell like to watch them go through that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, it did it did have its good moments of uh, comedy in the film. I thought Charles was pretty hilarious throughout the fact he that was, you know, yeah. and the uh, the stoner guy. I thought that was oh, pretty funny he was too. hilarious. There was a lot of good dialogue for that with the kids. You know, them just telling each other they're idiots and to shut up. And oh, yeah, 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 I like that a lot. Like, all the scenes when they're just yeah. eating in the diners and stuff like that, just yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Can we get another set of fries? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's fat ass is eating all my fries right now. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah the, the kid, the pyro kid. Yeah. I like how like none of the parents liked him. <laughs> I thought that was really yeah. funny. It's like, yeah, as long as you don't hang out with Jimmy, he sets everything on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a very enjoyable movie. I definitely, yeah, I mean, I, I want to see it again eventually. You know, I don't have yeah. to run to the theaters to see it again, but... You know, when the DVD comes out, I do look forward to watching this movie again because I feel like, you know, I feel like it's just one of those really enjoyable films that anyone can like. I can't, I can't imagine a person not liking the film for what it is. Uh, right? Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't really hate this film. It's, it's so, it's just so nice. It, it, yeah, it's just so, it's just fun. It's, a, it's like, very fun. It's, it doesn't try to be too much. It just sits back and, and and enjoys itself while it's happening, and you enjoy it for happening too. So. So what would you give you. this movie? Oh man, okay, you're putting me on the spot right now. I gotta uh, look. I'm just gonna look at my uh, past grades because sometimes I forget what I rate other films. And okay, I guess I'm gonna have to give it. Ooh, 
I'm going to give it a solid 83. <laughs> it's going to get an 83. Are you saying 83 just to top my my score? Of well, the I heard, I heard. yeah, you told me before, but no, I I, I was going to give it more uh, higher than an 80 before. I just okay. wasn't sure if it was going to be from, I wasn't sure it was going to be like 85 or so, but I'm going to throw it in an 83. Okay. Give it an, a solid 83. I was going to give this movie a super 80. But I'm gonna I'm gonna tie Rob and give it an 83 oh, as well because I will not be one up, sir. Look at that. Will not be one upped. Well, you could have one upped me. I know, but I just want to be nice. <laughs> I didn't pick 83 just to one up you. Okay. It was um. Oh, you want to see your ratings? Yeah, let me see my ratings. Mm-hmm. Just to sure 83 is the best score of 2011. Ooh. I'm just gonna say that by a lot. Actually, by a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the best movie I've seen this year so far. It, yeah, it was very good, very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah, did I tell you what happened? Oh, yeah, I did tell you when we were talking later. I don't know what you're talking When so. I wanted to go see X-Men after Super 8, what? I couldn't find the theater. Oh, yeah, so you had to see Pirates. I had to see Pirates on Stranger Tides. <laughs> and it was so long. <laughs> I feel like it was really long, but no, I kind of enjoyed it. I think it was yeah, better it's than... all right. Better than I like, kind of expected after we talked about it, but... yeah. No, there's nothing. Yeah, there's it's nothing. really. Nothing. Is there gonna be another one? Right. Two more, supposedly. Oh gosh. I cannot wait. All right, so we're gonna take a little break, and then we'll be back with our new segment called Genre Talk. Genre Talk. Stay tuned. Genre talk <laughs> is where we pick a genre and we talk about it. No, we, we're going to pick a genre and then we're going to pick our uh, favorite movie of that genre. Well, maybe not favorite, just one of our favorites. I, I, okay, I'm, not sure. uh, our favorite. I'm not sure if this is my favorite of all time. It, no, because it's hard to, to think of movies specifically in a genre. You know, It's easier to think of just favorite movies overall, but when you break it down into genres, it's a little bit difficult. So what we're going to try to do is stay very specifically in a genre. Uh, a Michael. movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. Go, all right. A movie <laughs> that only could fit in that genre. So, what is our genre of this episode, Michael? Action. Action. What does that mean? It means <laughs> a movie that can only fit in the action genre. Uh, typical uh, things that are, uh, I should say, stereotypical things that are action are big explosions, Very guns, muscular men, muscular men fighting, women, maybe. cigars, cigars, <laughs> and yes, lots of weapons. Lots of weapons. Did you say explosions? I did. Okay. And then more explosions and people walking away from them very slowly. Very slowly, or doing that 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 leap. That and leaving. just get out of the way of all the smoke and ash barely. and fire. Like, Lots you know, they, of fire. And there's always like that, that villain against a good guy, like, you know, final battle at the end. And then yeah. they, they just they just they let it go. I know. They let it all out. Every single Brass time. knuckles and they just punch each other senseless. 
There's a lot of uh, defined gravity in these movies, too, I believe. Yeah. A lot of uh, unrealistic... Yes. Let's say, uh, you know, action sequences. Very unrealistic. You know, trucks going, you know, flying in the air and landing on buildings. What would, what do you, if you could pick a typical action movie, would you say, like, like what, The Matrix 2? I would throw that... The Matrix 2? More throw, so than 1? I would still throw that more in sci-fi than action. Okay, alright. Okay, so let's explain this, because we were talking about this before. We were like, would this movie be in action? Would this movie be in action? But we're looking for specific action only. Like, you pick a movie, and this movie cannot be anything else but action. So I think, I mean, you, you said Dark Knight, and yes, Dark Knight is a, a total action movie, but I would still consider that more so as a superhero comic book film. Right. What was another uh, action movie that you kind of threw out before? I forget. Uh, <laughs> Something. I don't know. Action. I might have said Star Wars. Maybe, yeah. That would be like, you know, sci-fi-ish. Sci more. So, wait, what was the other one that we picked? What? I forget my movie. Or right, yeah, we'll just we'll just say, say our movies now. Okay. Right? Yeah. What are we gonna say? What are we gonna say? Are we gonna say it at once? Are we gonna say it one at a time? Uh, I'm gonna go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my my pick for an action movie is the movie Face Off, right? Starring John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Great pick, Michael. I love this movie. This Great is, movie. This was an instant classic. Uh, if the title doesn't give it away, this movie. John Travolta and Nicolas Cage take their faces off <laughs> and put them on each other, essentially. They kind of steal it. Uh, I always forget which one's the good guy and which one's the bad guy when I'm talking about this movie, because you have to watch it to even follow it. Yeah, I'm and then sure it's a little right bit confusing. But this movie is pure action. Um, it, from the beginning, when they start fighting each other, and then once they trade faces, they continue fighting each other. Lots of guns, lots of explosions... Uh, there's a few Humvees, car chases, etc. Action, action, action. I agree with you, yes. Uh, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was kind of blown away by, you know, just the whole, yes, there's these, these, these like, were they friends at first or something like that? I, f I forget why they kind of... No, they Nicholas Cage was playing uh, uh, the evil guy. So, okay, John Travolta's playing a cop, and he's hunting Nicholas Cage, and he, he arrests him and puts him away... And somehow, like, the, you know, they his other criminals don't know that Nicolas Cage is, like, arrested. So they convince Sean Travolta to take Nicolas Cage's face off. <laughs> Love saying that. And go undercover to find to the, other the other criminals. Right, right. That, that's essentially... And then Nicolas Cage somehow wakes up and gets... John Travolta's face because he can't get his own face and back. then you have that battle at the end where they're fighting each other and but they're playing each other right they're not playing who they are because they have each other's faces right on. and nobody else knows that they are the other person oh, it's so cool yeah it's so cool it's like the only person it. who knows like gets killed <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's it's, it's it's really really clever really it's cool very movie. clever extremely well acted movie Possibly for for an action movie, yes. It, it, I mean, because you have to, you have to admit, you know, you these two people are playing each other's characters, and they do it so well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. John Travolta, you know, as good, and then he, he plays the Nicolas Cage, and he has to act all wacky, he and he's just like so yelling. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh man, it, it's it's a little bit like confusing to even talk about. It is very because I'm just trying to think before I'm saying whatever I'm going to say, and I'm just like. Ah, is that right or wrong? Because it's like when you're saying what Nicolas Cage does, you're really saying what John, John Travolta, Travolta does. does. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to try to and use character person. names. But yes, that is an action movie. A very good action movie for one. You know what my pick was, Mike? What was your pick? The Rock. Which Rock? 
Dwayne Johnson <laughs> Rock. <laughs> I mean Alcatraz. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Alcatraz. Yes, the Rock is not in the Rock. Though that could have been fun. That would have been fun. I think the Rock was like before. He definitely could have played somebody. <laughs> he easily could have played someone. Don't worry about that. So this movie is starring who, Rob? It stars Nicholas Cage. Again, is Nicholas he just like an Cage. action hero? He is an action he star. Is an action Think of all the movies he hero. did. Con Air. Con Air. National Treasure. <laughs> Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> Eight uh, Millimeter. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Ghost Rider. All action films. Anyway, so yes, it has Sean Connery and Nicholas Cage. Sean, Sean Connery. And uh, Ed Helms. And uh, they're kind of like the... What? Ed Helms. Not Ed Helms. Ed <laughs> Harris. Wow. I was going to say, Ed Helms is in that show? That would be amazing. <laughs> um, so we have... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's straight up action. You have Alcatraz, you have uh, Ed Harris, and uh, a group of militia. They kind of threaten whatever. Is it San Francisco? One, Los Angeles? One yeah, of them. Los they're like, we're going to bomb you if you don't give us like $200 billion because you're, the government did not uh, you know, give us money for fighting in the wars and families. Have, there's, there's crippleness. There's... Just everyone's upset, and we want money to, you know, because we sacrificed, we, we deserve this money. And so they threaten the government, and they have Nicolas Cage, who's some kind of chemical, you know, genius. And Sean Connery is the only person that escaped Alcatraz. You know, they, they throw them in there. They're like, hey, guess what? You guys are going to have to disarm all these bombs. So yeah. it's like it's like them two versus the world, and it's yes. hilarious. The, it, it works so well because you kind of have, like, Nicolas Cage... And Sean Connery working off each other, and there's a lot of comedy in, in between in, in this action. And film. they don't like each other in real life. No, in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, whoa, this is something I didn't know. <laughs> yes, in the movie they don't like each other. The characters don't like each other. Uh, Sean Connery is kind Broke of wild. out of Alcatraz. Right, he's kind of a wild card too because you don't wild. know wild card. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what his intentions are. You know, he's, no idea. You you think he just wants to escape? He doesn't care for Nicolas Cage at all. And uh, Nick Cage kind of is not. You know, he's not... Even though he is, like we said, an action star, he doesn't... He, in this movie, he doesn't even know how to use a gun. He plays like a rookie cop. Right, right, exactly. So it, it's very fun to watch yeah, this movie just play good. out and them disarming the bombs. There, and I don't know if you remember this, but there's a massive car chase in this movie. In the very oh, beginning, yes, yes, when yes. like Nicholas, uh, Sean Connery somehow escapes mm -hmm. the, the grasp of Nicholas Cage, and they race through San Francisco... For a good like five minutes of the film, it is ridiculous. They 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 just massive bust up explosions. The entire city, and, and it's all it's all daughter, to meet right? his daughter to right. say like for like one minute. <laughs> her old butler, <laughs> <laughs> and Nick Cage is so nice about it. Yeah, he's uh doing a mission with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's not a convict that just escaped and ruined oh. the town. Oh greatness! Oh, it's a great movie, man. It is a great movie. And and a classic. It, I like it. Flick. You know, something about these two action movies that you see on TV a lot. They're, they're thrown on TNTs or yeah. FX a lot, and it's always just fun to, to let the TV roll, even with commercials. I just let it grow, and I just watch it. It's yep. just fun. It's good. Absolutely. Everyone needs a good action movie once in a while. Yeah. Even some ridiculous one that we'll talk later on when we bring this genre talk back up. Genre talk. Genre talk. But, uh, okay, I think that's genre that's, talk. That was genre talk. we just talk, talk enough we, about this we genre? We genre talked. We genre talked ourselves out. Yes. Okay, so short break. Short break. Short break, and then we'll be back with some movie games. Movie and a, games. New, a new movie game that new we're going to present. Game. You got really deep there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, stay tuned. I used up your compassion. 
So I come to make a trade. You can hate me, but just love me in time. Back, 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 back. Back. We're back. We are back. And it's time to play some movie games. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Na, 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 na. All right. <laughs> so what we're going to do is the... Character cage match. What is the character cage match, Michael? That's hard where to say. <laughs> hard to say for me. It is where we take two characters and put them in a cage and they match up. No, that's not. I mean, that's kind of what we. That is so kind of we're going to pick two movies, two two characters from random movies, and discuss which one of them would win in a boxing match. Is it to the death? To the death. Yeah, I like to the death. Definitely to the death. I like to the death. Okay. And it's not necessarily boxing. It's more UFC. Right, right. Anything goes it's free anything for goes. all. There could be weapons. No, no weapons. Oh, no. Oh, well, okay, there, I guess there could be weapons, because it makes it funnier with weapons. Oh, definitely funnier. Definitely funnier. Um, okay, so just to just to warn everyone, we really don't have much planned out at nope, all. No, we're just going to spit out We're just going names. to just yell out stuff, and then like yell even louder about who's going to win. <laughs> so, alright, since we just talked about Nicholas action movies... Cage. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're gonna pick a Nicolas Cage character from one of his uh, awesome action movies. Michael, which one are we gonna pick? From Con Air. Con his Air. character in Con Air. Nicolas Cage. Do you remember character. he had really long hair in that film? Right. Right. I do remember Con Air. He was sort of a badass. He was a badass. I remember him. What happens in Con Air, if I remember correctly, is he's out at a bar, he gets in a little fight, and he accidentally kills someone in like three punches, <laughs> and he has to go to jail, and it ends up on this. Plane transport that's filled with cons. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna pick Nicolas Cage from Con Air. Now, who is our matchup for Nicolas Cage? Did we did we play one or are we just yell one out? Right yell now? one out. I'm gonna say Indiana Jones. What? <laughs> Harrison Ford. Harrison, I wow. almost picked Harrison Ford in Air Force One, but I'm like, I'm like, he's a president. I'm just gonna go even farther and further. I'm gonna say further because I think it's further, not farther. Either or. Indiana Jones with the whip and wow. sometimes a gun. Indiana Jones versus Nicolas Cage and Con Air. This uh, is fun. Well, Indiana Jones would not. He's not. I mean, he doesn't really fire the gun unless he absolutely has right, to. Right. He only fired it. I distinctly remember that one specific time when that crazy guy with the sword was all up in his yeah. face, and he's just like, "All right, I'll just shoot you then." But you no, know, pretty cold blooded of him. Yeah, he's, a, he's a pretty bad. He's a badass man. Um... Yeah, but he's like okay. So you got we. It's pretty interesting because we have the good guy versus the bad guy right now, and uh, Nicholas Cage but, was a pretty but badass Nicolas Cage bad guy. Was kind of a good guy in the film. I guess you could say that. Um, he just wants to get home to his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. and Indiana Jones just wants to find treasure. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, I think I'm gonna have okay. I think Nicholas Cage would end up winning this battle. I mean, maybe. My reasoning <laughs> is, I just think like. Push comes to the shove, Nicolas Cage just goes crazy and beats the crap out of Indiana Jones. That's true. But I mean, Indiana Jones could take a hell of a beating. He, he, he's shown that. As long as you don't throw him into a, uh, a snake, snake pit, pit yeah. he is okay. He can hold his own. And he does surprise. He has that like underdog mentality where you know he's up against you know Goliath and he just knocks him out somehow. I mean, I would, I would just throw the edge to Indiana Jones, I think. Yeah, now that you're saying it, I feel like Indiana Jones never lost a fight, I so he'd he win. <laughs> I think he'd win this one. <laughs> Alright, so I think the bell has rung, and I think Indiana Jones is victorious in this cage match. Okay. So what is our next matchup for the character cage I'm gonna match? I'm going to pick 
Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Ooh, we're sticking with uh, actions. I was just going to throw something really stupid out there. Then. Okay. No, I'm not going to now. <laughs> we'll do it. I'm going to pick Rocky. Rocky? Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. So we have John I McCain. Think, I think John McCain would be knocked out on the first punch of Rocky. <laughs> yeah, I guess that wasn't fair to pick Rocky, right? Uh, should, I, should I change that? <laughs> he, John McCain would definitely be passed out for a while. Okay, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll change it then to uh, Jason Statham in Crank. How about that? Uh, I definitely Is think... Is that fair at all? Because, I mean, he's is kind of just like... He, he probably will just die himself if he's in a cage. I'm thinking Bruce Willis would win that match. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. We can move. Let's move on. You want to move on? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's All right. Move, let's let's move on. You want me to do a silly one? Okay, let's just do, let's get a little interesting. Let's get creative. Anne Hathaway in Rachel, Rachel getting, getting married. married. <laughs> that was the one I was thinking about. Like, oh, the cracked out one. Rachel getting married. Versus. Versus. I'm going. Oh, to I know who you should pick. Well, why don't you just say it then? Amy Adams in the Fighter. <laughs> oh, good. That's. You got two pretty uh, tough-looking women. I know that would be here. awesome. Okay, so Amy Adams would kick her ass. I think. You think so? I think. I so. think. I think Anne Hathaway in Rachel getting married has kind of that like you know kind of a wild card like like I already killed so <laughs> I can kill you type of mentality. I think you're so wrong. I think I she's all know. talk and no walk. I don't know. I don't know. I know you don't know. I don't so know. I'm telling you. What what's so tough about Amy Adams in the fighter? She she just she grabs some hair. She just cursed. Oh yeah. She punched someone hair. She slapped she somebody. Did, I feel like she'd go You're right. She is she would fight to the death. She is fearless in that movie. She was going to take on all the systems. Yeah, she didn't once. care. She, she was like <laughs> All right, I guess I'll have to go with Amy Adams. You're right about the fearless. The fearless factor helps. All right, so you start out picking one. Okay, I will pick one. I'm gonna pick. Um, I don't know, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with comedy with this one. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go with comedy, and I'm going to say uh, Seth Rogen in Pineapple Express. Okay. Okay. Seth Rogen and Pineapple Express. He was just serving people that entire movie. All right, I'm gonna say Will Ferrell <laughs> in Old School. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, we got the partier against yeah. the uh, the pot. So we got alcohol versus weed right now, pretty yes. much. Yes. So uh, I think weed wins. I mean, I, I think Seth Rogen would win because I think he's got a couple years on, does, on Will is, Ferrell's character. You're in right. Old you're right. He does have a couple years on him, and. Uh, it seemed like in, in, in Pineapple Express, he was kind of the, the straightforward, the, the clear thinker, yeah. more so than, like, obviously the James Franco character. So yeah. He was thinking clearly, and still, at the same time, was driving away, you know, with a you know, police car, and, you know, James Franco's footage everywhere. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think uh, Seth Rogen would win that one. Yeah, I think so. Want to do one more? One more. This is kind of fun. This is I fun. I just like thinking of characters, and then them fighting to the death. <laughs> I just want to. I'm just picturing Seth Rogen pick, punching. Pick two Disney characters. I was gonna. I was gonna do animation. All right. All right. I will pick. Kind of want like a badass Disney character now. No, I'm just gonna go with Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> the Hunchback. I don't want to pick anybody. They should not be beating up on the All right, Hunchback. Fine, fine. No Hunchback. You're right. That was a little. <laughs> that was a cruel. Right, I'm obviously gonna pick Hercules then. Oh, Hercules. <laughs> Come on now. All right. All right. I'm, I'm picking <laughs> undefeatable, unmatchable people. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Um, Disney, Disney, Disney. Uh, there's a lot of, like, animals, but I want to pick a human. 
Is that okay? Yes. Pick a human? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll pick John Smith from Pocahontas. Okay, well, I'm clearly picking Aladdin. And clearly Aladdin wins. I don't know. Are you kidding me? He has a car. Aladdin and a is genie. super fast. He was John like, Smith he is was tough. It doesn't matter. John Smith he is fought slow. that Indian and whooped him. That doesn't matter. That trained Indian. Aladdin would kick his butt. That Indian was trying to kill him. He accidentally killed the Indian. <laughs> That's how tough he is. <laughs> he accidentally killed someone. Did Aladdin ever kill anyone? He I don't could, think if it, ha- if it came down to it. Didn't have. He'd have to kill to survive. That is instinct in Aladdin. I don't know. Steal, Aladdin steals to he, eat. He, yeah. He knows how Would the to monkey steal. be involved? That's what I want to know. What was the monkey's name? Apu. Apu. Would he come into the fight? I, I think guess, he would. I guess. I, I okay. think that would be his weapon. But I think John Smith should get the raccoon then. Fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the raccoon's name was Miko or Miku or something like that. Miko, I want to say. I think I think Miko could take Apu. Are you kidding me? What did the monkey do? He, he hit a, sim- a symbol the whole he time, right? He hit the symbol right on Miku's face. <laughs> <laughs> We obviously have a dispute with this one. Uh, uh, I don't think we're gonna figure this one out. No. And uh, it's, I think it would be it would be a good match. Yeah, it would be intense. You're right. Atlanta I'd does have the quickness it. factor. I'd pay for it. But you give John Smith uh, some time. He's got that. He's got the aim. He doesn't miss. I don't. Yeah, I think it missed with Aladdin. Uh, oh yeah, he is pretty fast. I think he used a genie he, on him. If he, <laughs> oh, if he used a genie, then it's game over. Definitely, definitely. Game over, man. I wish John Smith game to over. die. <laughs> genie would have to do that, right? Or is that one of the rules that he can't do? No, he can't give someone feelings. I think. Right, you can't fall in love. You can't, yeah, something like that. But I guess you could kill someone with the genie. Yep. So the genie was in the race, or, or was allowed in this battle. Yes, John Smith could lose. But if it's one-on-one, I don't know, I think it's a pretty fair fight. All right, interesting enough. Well, that was our character cage match. That was fun. And now we're going to move on to our infamous... Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> it will live in infamy. <laughs> The Flickchart Battle. Flickchart Battle. Flickchart.com. www.flickchart.com. One word. is an awesome website that compares two movies side by side, and you get to pick which one's better. Let's do it, Rob. Let's do it. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest versus Cloverfield by J.J. Abrams. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew. We <laughs> have awesome Harry movie. Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is the second one, yeah. versus Aliens. I'm a big fan of the Aliens. I am a huge fan of the Aliens series. <laughs> <laughs> so we're picking Aliens. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix versus Twelve Monkeys. Twelve Monkeys, hands down. Oh, nice. I like it. Uh, Twelve Monkeys it is. <laughs> you thought I was going to pick Order of the Phoenix? I don't know. We, just, we don't like that one. We talked about that. The Incredibles that. versus The Illusionist. Whoa. This just to be specific, because there's like three illusionist movies. This oh, is the right. Edward Norton, Paul Giamatti. Right, not the cartoon that just came out last year, and right. not the other, other movie. <laughs> yeah, there's three illusionists. Not gonna lie, Incredibles. I think we had this discussion. You don't, you're not too fond of it, but I'm telling you to watch it again, and you'll love it. You'll fall in love with the Incredibles if you watch it again. Okay. Incredibles is probably my top, one of my easily top five Pixar's, maybe top four. Right. Illusionist. <laughs> I remember you said you liked it better than the Prestige. I correct. Do. I, I, I Which have. I love the Illusionist, but I really like Prestige better. Um, I'm, I, I would pick the Incredibles. I yeah. would pick the Illusionist. Rest flipper, flipper. Tales, <laughs> tales for the Illusionist. <laughs> right, tales. Tales. No tales. Tales for the Illusionist. It's oh, heads man. for I the feel really disappointed about that one. Don't be. Armageddon. <laughs> Versus Spider-Man 2. No, Armageddon versus Spider-Man 2. 
Alright. Uh, I think Armageddon. I would pick Armageddon just because it's a lot funnier than Spider Man 2. Spider Man 2 is kind of forgettable in some aspects. Right, I'm, I'm even forgetting. Oh, it's Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah, see? See? Kind of I almost forgot. Okay, we're picking Armageddon. Ooh, Hook, Hook. versus. James Bond, Die Another Day. Hook was on the other night and I watched a p- was it? portion of it. You didn't tell me it was on? such a good movie. I didn't know you wanted to know. I always want to know okay. what's on. Hook is a great movie. I'm picking Hook. Yeah, I'm picking Hook too. I think we've picked Hook every single time. <laughs> I don't think Hook's going to lose. <laughs> Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery versus 28 Days Later. I easily pick Easily 28, 28 Days Thank you. I thought you were going to say Austin Powers. No, I'm just joking. Three Kings versus Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Three Kings. Three Kings, because... Star yeah. Wars Episode 1 Blue. Jar Jar was not very fun. Mr. Jar Jar Binks. That is easy. Dare Go ahead. Daredevil versus Secret well, Love. But about? they are rebooting Daredevil. What? I don't know why. Who is they and where can I write the them a letter? The movie industry. <laughs> <laughs> Dear movie industry, do not do, do it. Why are you torturing me? Daredevil versus Shakespeare in Love? I will pick Shakespeare in Love. I will too. I'm not going to lie. I definitely fell asleep during Shakespeare in Love. <gasps> Gasp! No, seriously? Shakespeare in Love was so good. It was really good, but it definitely put me to sleep at some point. Were you just tired? I fall asleep during a lot of movies because I don't I'm fall tired. asleep very often <laughs> during <laughs> movies. <laughs> Sorry. That was a ridiculous statement to make. <laughs> Moving on. So Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest versus Spider-Man 2 again. Freaking Spider-Man 2. These are two... Uh, both second installments of uh, trilogies, somewhat. I'd, at least a trilogy. I would pick Spider-Man 2. I hated Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, Dead Man's Chest was pretty awful. So, yeah, Spider-Man 2 was better. Let's do it. Let's do two more. Panic Room versus Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I'm sorry. Panic Room was good, but... Men in Black versus The Professional. Ooh. I don't think it's a hard part. movie. Okay. <laughs> what are you going to pick? Professional. Wow. Yeah. Men in Black is good. If you tell me not both great. these movies are on, I am professional. Easily watching I'm, Men I'm in Black. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not that like big into the Men in Black series. Well, I think they're I only three. like one. Oh okay. Oh, two was on this weekend. Did you see that? Two is pretty lame. It is pretty. Two is very lame. <laughs> oh, I lost a quarter. But I'm, I'm you in. better not pick Men in Black because I lost a quarter. Uh, you gotta pick Leon. You gotta pick Leon. All right, fine. Only because I love Natalie Portman, Portman so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, that was that it. it. Oh, oh this is a good one. one. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need that quarter, so go find it. Uh, Reservoir Dogs versus American History X. Wow, now this wow, is a matchup. I mean, remember, remember last week we ended up with a really good matchup. Yes. This is gonna be our last one. Oh, okay, so let's, let's let's talk. Okay, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Quentin Tarantino Quentin. directed. Um, this this to me was what got me into Quentin Tarantino. This film. Right. Uh, I had seen Pulp Fiction, and I, I was you like, "You saw oh, Pulp Fiction first? Before I saw this? Pulp Fiction first. Okay, uh, it was just because that's the way we watched it in class. Like for whatever <laughs> reason, they showed us Pulp Fiction, and then we we were pretty young when Reservoir Dogs came out. We were what oh, yeah. seven? <laughs> I don't even so, remember. Yeah, yeah. But I just I liked Reservoir Dogs so much. It was such a cool story. I had no idea. I had no idea where it was going, happen. you know, uh, and uh, it was just like crazy. Exactly, I, I agree with that. I had no, I had no idea where it was going or what was happening, but I was like enthralled by it. I was absolutely, I was like, wow, I am so into this movie. But then again, American History X was a great movie as well, man. That was Ed Norton as the uh, the neo Nazi and just trying to do his best to make sure his brother doesn't follow in his footsteps. Yeah, almost like a. Uh, Edition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, it was a really good movie. Both both have very iconic scenes. We didn't say it this whole. I didn't say it. That's true. Um, K 
kicking his face into the curb is the biggest right. thing I, I remember about him this year. Yeah. And then Reservoir Dogs, uh, just the walking scene in the beginning, the round table talk. Just like there's a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just like everyone's like names and everything. Is yeah, Mr. Very, Mr. Blue, Mr. Very, Black, very, Mr. Purple. Oh, so good, so good. Why am I Mr. Purple? <laughs> <laughs> Man, what, what would you pick here, Rob? Oh, you're putting me on the spot again. Only because I don't know what I'm going to pick yet, so I okay. want to hear what you got. Um... Oh, man. All right. I'm going to pick American History X. Mainly wow. because... I mean, I love both films. And Reservoir Dogs is probably the better film. But I think, just personally, I liked American History X better. I could watch it more, in my opinion. Mm. I felt like there was, like... I don't know. I don't know. I just liked it a little bit better. <laughs> this is stuff... I, Edward Norton is one of my top three favorite actors. And I love this movie. But I have to go with Reservoir Dogs. I just feel like there's so much acting talent, so much directing talent, and so much script talent in that movie that I cannot not pick it. So Fair enough. I'm going so with Reservoir Dogs. Let's flip the coin oh of fate. Oh, God. What are you doing? What, you pick it. You pick it. I don't want I, I picked it last time. So you okay, pick so it. heads will be Reservoir Dogs. Okay. And tails will be. I can't watch American this. American History. Closing my eyes. Tails. American History X wins. <laughs> I'm st- it's like I still win because yeah. I love that movie. Exactly. No, there's no loser in that battle. Uh, well, there was a loser. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that does it for our episode. Thank you today. for listening to us lunatics talk about movies. Yeah, we stretched it out today. Not well, we would not. We didn't stretch it out, but we made it to 52 minutes. Right? We now. did. We did. Um, it's impressive. So pretty much just a recap. Our conclusion will be: we liked Super Eight, so Yay. we recommend this movie. Go see it to anyone who likes movies. <laughs> <laughs> For any, anyone who likes Super and Eights. Right, right. Eight is actually my favorite number. Did you know that? No, I didn't. What's your favorite number? Nine slash twenty-nine. Oh, okay. Those you are my favorite right, numbers right. combined. What about, like, a two? Can a two just be drawn I like there? two as well, okay. but I gravitate but, toward uh, nine. All right, I got you. I guess if that's like, if I can only pick one number, one number. I'd go with nine. Nine, okay. That's good. We talked about action movies. You know, we're going to bring this segment back up maybe in a couple weeks. We'll pick another genre. I feel like every time I say genre, I'm going to say drama by accident. <laughs> and then, yes, we played some good movie games. I really like the uh, the character cage match. We could do the... Definitely going to do that again. Maybe maybe become a little bit more... Uh, not, not so random. You think that would be better? No, just like actually have picked people before. For, we could do that. I don't know, maybe. Like read it out on paper and pick one out? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Alright, maybe. Maybe not. We shall but see. Then, but then if we do that, we'll get, like, Jasmine versus, like, you know, the the deer hunter. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> the deer hunter destroyed. <laughs> Alright. Well, again, thank you for listening. Let's, uh, let's tell the information. If you want to oh, email yeah. us, please email on the movie front at hotmail.com. You know, we will answer any question any that you thing. have about Why do birds sing? Why do birds sing? I already know the answer to that one. <laughs> and then you can visit us on Facebook. Please, please become a uh, fan of our page. That's Facebook. Like Facebook.com slash on the movie front and also our podcast site which is OTMF dash podcast dot blogspot dot com. Did you write that all, did you write all that down? I got it. Did you get it? Okay, good. And once that, again, thank you for it. listening. We'll be back next week. Um this is a uh, Father's Day weekend. Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all your all fathers. Your fathers out Michael, there. happy Father's Day. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. Okay. So yeah, we'll be back next week and good hopefully night we and watch movies. Good luck. 
Maybe we'll watch that one. All right. All right. Adios.